choosing the life that you're looking to create and being intentional behind it because my intention is to support black podcast creatives and audio professionals that don't have nothing to do with so being able to move myself out of it and I'm not focused on myself, then I get to give and provide and be given back to and receive at the same time. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Create Your Life series, where we help you maximize your potential and results in the area of personal development, entrepreneurship, and travel. And I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown. Create your life. Create ta propre vie. Create your life. Create Your Life family, thanks for tuning in to this episode. Before we get started, I wanted to share some exciting information from our sponsor. We only pick people and companies that we think are awesome to bring onto the show, so please support them. As a podcaster, I've spent hours and hours editing, doing show graphics, and much more, and I finally got fed up with losing all of my free time to post-production activities. So I decided to do something about it. And if you are a fellow busy podcaster who would like to just record and have someone else do the dirty work of graphic creation, tagging and uploading your show to your server and in-depth SEO generating show notes, go to podcastlaundry.com or call 347-871-8273 to schedule your consultation. That's podcastlaundry.com or 347-871-8273. Beautiful people, this is the Create Your Life series, and I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown, and today we have another amazing guest. This gentleman actually needs no introduction, especially when it comes to the podcast industry. He is a storyteller, author, podcast producer, and advocate for the people and their collective power. Born a twin in Baltimore, Maryland, I've always wanted a twin, he spent his earliest years uh, traversing the backwoods of Maryland's eastern shore under the guardianship of his great-grandmother, reared by a village of irrepressible folk. He learned the paramountcy of kinship, love, and anonymism of language. He is a creative entrepreneur with over 15 years of professional experience in marketing and advertising. He's the founder of the Afros and Audio Podcast Festival and the Vanguard Podcast Network. He's also a dual certified life coach with a focus on supporting creatives, podcast creators, and entrepreneurs. He received his BA in public policy Africana studies this guy is amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, I am talking about none other than Mr. Talib Jasir. <laughs> Talib, please say hello to the Create Your Life family. Hello, Create Your Life family. Thank you for the introduction. Appreciate that, man. <laughs> my pleasure. Talib, man, I want to jump right in. You have a wealth of knowledge about podcasting. You know, as I had my opportunity to research you, I'm definitely, you know, I still want a twin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not always cracked up to be, but it, it works out. It works out eventually. But man, before we even go into that and you give these gems that I know you can, I want to ask, you know, what was it like growing up in Maryland, especially with the twin, you know, at the time that you did? Well, it was twins are pretty interesting. So I'll tackle the twin thing first. It's mm-hmm. amazing to be a twin as an adult. You know, it took us some time to 
understand the importance of one another. Mm -hmm. uh, my great-grandmother, who you mentioned early, when we would fight, she would say, listen, you two are the closest people to one another and you need to act accordingly. Mm. And so that's something that didn't quite stick when you're a teenager and you just want to, you know, pummel each other. But as we got older and we had uh, children of our own, we recognized the importance of us being friends. And now she's one of my best friends and the person that I lean on the most and vice versa, you know. And so growing up on the Eastern Shore of Maryland was such an interesting life. And tell people now that there were times in my earlier years where I didn't even want to mention that's where I was from. You know, I'm mm. living in D.C., I'm coming to New York, all these mm -hmm. type of things. Nobody wants to tell anyone that you grew up on a farm with a chicken coop in the back, <laughs> you know, mm. because that's not cool. Sounds like fresh food, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then as I got older and I began to reconnect with my past and my family, it all sort of makes, and I gained a new appreciation for it. And it's something to be said about having a place to call home mm -hmm. and to go home to mm -hmm. that is peaceful and is all about nature. And that's what my life was there. And when I say irrepressible folks, I'm talking about people who grew up in a place where ice boxes and wells in the front yard and no electricity and all oh, of wow. that was a way in which they were shaped. Mm -hmm. And obviously, when I came along, there was plumbing and all that sort of thing and electricity. But the people there, it was a very close neighborhood. And we shared everything of what we didn't grow on our farm. Someone else grew and brought it to us. And so I learned a lot. I learned mm -hmm. a lot of patience. I learned a lot of appreciation for the sky and the ground mm -hmm. and all these things. And so I wouldn't change anything for it now, but it definitely shaped me. And more than anything, it shaped me into understanding what community looks like and feels like. And so I keep that integrity with me everywhere I go. Now, you said something that's key, you know, that I kept seeing show up for you in my research was community. And so you've created Afros in audio, right? And you're a community builder. Can you explain to us what that is? I know you got a festival coming up online, a conference. Please, you know, walk us through that, you know what I mean? And why or how, you know, Afros in audio became a thing for you, something that you felt like you needed to do. Well, I say all the time, and I think that is true, and I think it resonates with a lot of community builders, is that a lot of us who create community are really seeking folks to connect with, you know, hold us accountable, be able to support and gain support. And so that's how Afros and Audio came along. I created my podcast, which is a fiction podcast. And at the time, in 2017, it wasn't a lot of audio dramas being published or recorded. So I initially was seeking that community. I started Afros and Audio for for fiction podcast creatives and was hoping to gain support and provide support. And because it was 2017 and there was about five podcast audio dramas out, one of which was Lorenz Tate's uh, Brownsville, the other one was Issa Rae's Fruit and a few others, but definitely not what it is now in 2020. Mm. And so, but it was a hard sell because podcasting is by default, really that format of interviewing and or solo hosts talking about their own lived experiences. And so I almost gave it up, the idea, the concept, everything. And a friend of mine who was also a podcaster said, you know, you should really do events with this. You have a dope logo, you have a, you know, Afros and audio, something yeah, that you logo. really want to continue. Thank you. And, you know, to just give it up, but I was still in those old conversations where my measurement of failure was a little mm -hmm. low. You know, it, it didn't, for me at that time, it was like, okay, well, nobody's connecting with this. So, right. okay, I tried, <laughs> you know? And so when he said, you know, do an event, I still think he meant like a two hour meetup, yeah. but you know. You took it to another level. <laughs> yeah, at this point in my life, it's truly go hard and go home because we create our life. We 
create what it is that we mm. want to see. And so I did a festival, not knowing anything about creating a two-day festival or it wouldn't entail. And of course, I always said that Simpson meme where he goes back into the bushes, he comes out and goes back yeah. to bushes. That's how I wanted to be a couple of times <laughs> with the festival. Yeah, yeah. But again, community holds a lot for me. And so being in integrity with that, once I opened my mouth and said, this is what we're going to do, mm-hmm. it was what was going to happen. Right. And so that's really how this all came about was a mm-hmm. suggestion about creating events and me just going from zero to 100 real quick and just saying, okay, let's do a two-day festival. And we're second year. It wasn't meant to be virtual. COVID just made it become virtual. Yeah. Okay. With that being said, man, tell us like what is the Afros in Audio Virtual Podcast Festival and what we can expect? How can we attend? You know, like give the listeners an idea of what you have going on. All right. Well, definitely. So again, we had our first year last year, June 22nd and 23rd. It was in person in Brooklyn, New York. And we attended to do the same thing this year, but COVID. And we were going to stick with the same dates in June. But adjust and adapt. November 14th and 15th are the new dates, which is just around the corner. And it's really, truly a community-led, community-driven festival. When we first reached out for the particular workshops and panels that we're going to have, we reached out to podcast creatives. With that said, it's about us really creating what we want. So many times, communities and or, you know, from my education policy, history, that sort of thing, what I've noticed and observed is that a lot of people who at the lead will kind of look from the outside in and decide what people need or want. And this is not what this is about. And it really shouldn't be how any organization or any community is built because it's really about what the people say they need and want, not about what we think. And so as a podcast creative, I'm keenly in tune with what some of the things, some of the challenges are and some of the needs for support and resources. But this was an opportunity for us to really create something that is specific to Black podcast creatives and audio professionals because we all want to monetize. We all right. want to create something amazing and have this legacy. But there's information disparities when it comes to certain industries. And I believe that oftentimes that's deliberate. And so mm-hmm. what we're looking to do is create sharing experiences, sharing information, and pretty much bridging the gap from what we want to have and to gain from this industry to really getting that. And the only way to do that is to make sure that the information is there, the opportunities are there, the brands are there, and that we level up in order to be able to level up. And that's what the festival is about for and by Black podcast creatives. I love that, man. I want to be involved as much as possible. How and when is the festival and where can we purchase tickets? Sure. The festival is November 14th and 15th, which is, like I said, just two weeks away. Mm-hmm. And afrosandaudio.com, www.afrosandaudio.com is where you can learn all about it. We also have a link tree. If you go to at Afros and Audio on Instagram, you'll see a link in the bio and it will give you all the information, tickets, FAQs. You find out more about the speakers and the agenda and all of those things. Okay. Love it. Now, I kind of want to start focusing more towards you. I got one more question before we do. And that would be for you, because you're such a community builder. Could you give us three tips that you would encourage podcasters to do in order to build community around their actual podcast? Because I feel like a lot of times people pod fade because they feel like they're not getting the listenership and they're not building community around the show. Well, for one thing, and this is really what the festival is about also, is making sure that we know each other exists, right? Mm. And the other piece of it is that 
for the festival itself is about getting as many people in the same space at one time to have these conversations, whether it's hard conversations on what we truly need to do in order to level up and to get what we say we want out of this industry. But for me, it's about supporting one another, going to each other's live or celebrations, Mm -hmm. anniversaries sort of thing. The festival, the theme from this year to every year forward is about community and collaboration. Mm -hmm. Once we know each other exists, once we know that there are services as creators, the pod fade happens a lot because Mm -hmm. the editing is not what they signed up for you know the audio engineering all these things so it's really about listen there is support there are resources out here but if you choose to stay in a silo Mm -hmm. as most creatives do then what ends up happening is sustainability doesn't really work out and so for me and for us it's about supporting each and every podcast that reaches out to us that connects with us and beyond. And I think that that is the issue and one of the things that will support long-term all podcasters is that Mm -hmm. we get committed to collaborating and building community with one another. Because to me, at this point, that's the only way things, especially the way in which we want to shape the podcast Mm -hmm. industry, the only thing way we get to move this forward. We have the resources, we have the finances, we have the genius, we have the innovation. And it's really about stop looking outside of ourselves to figure out how we can really create and build on what's already exists. But how can we do this in a way that is really impactful and uh, really changes the game forever? Yeah. Speaking of like what you're saying about communities looking internally and then not operating in silos, what have been some of the biggest mistakes that you've seen people make while podcasting or trying to launch and stay consistent? Well, trying to follow any type of external model for me, while there are some methods that work, I think that just like anything in any industry, our come up doesn't necessarily the articles and the you know news reports that are out there. Mm-hmm. It really is about us being innovative and inventive in ways in which to really be successful, regardless of what it is. And so some of the mistakes that I found, again, is trying to create audio engineering and all these sorts of things and not having the ability to do that. And once that occurs, the sustainability really our rate drops off pretty quickly quickly. And so part of the point and purpose of the festival is sustainability. Mm -hmm. They say that the market is saturated, but it really isn't when it comes to our voices and our contribution to the industry. So for me, it's really about connecting those dots, connecting those ways in which you can, as a creative, as a podcast host, sustain yourself while also connecting with the larger community where you can get those services that you need in order to continue your podcast. So for me, that's the biggest thing. Creatives acting like creatives, which is that silo no support. Mm -hmm. And then for me, as I say all the time, it's not fair to say you don't have support if you never reach for it, if you never seek it out. I love you talking about support, man. That's big. Another aspect of support I find is mentorship or friendorship. For you personally, how has mentorship played a success in your career as an entrepreneur and an innovator? I really haven't had a lot of mentorship, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But what I have had is a circle of support, a circle mm-hmm. of friends, mm-hmm. right? You mentioned Mastermind in the beginning. I first announced the festival that I was going to do a two-day all-Black podcast festival in one of our meetings. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't even thought further than that statement, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But it was me, first of all, putting it out there to be held accountable for it. Mm-hmm. Also, to put it out there to have the support that I know that my brothers and my friends would provide to me once I was willing to say, this is what's happening, Mm -hmm. you know, and then be available for anyone who says, how can we support you? And um, being real clear on that, I think clear requests will get you clear results every time. And Mm -hmm. so really getting clear about what it is that I wanted to create and with that intention and then make it so. 
And the support that I had was simply friends because I'm intentional about my circle. So I had people around me who could, even when I wanted to go back into the bush, you know, like Simpson, who said, nah, bro, you know, you got this. How can I help? You know, what is Mm -hmm. it that you need? And I think, you know, that's one of the biggest things that is super important and making a dream a reality. Wow. Create Your Life family. I hope that you are really enjoying this episode. I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsors and let you know that our sponsors are giving special offers just for you. If you are a fellow busy podcaster who just wants to record and spend the rest of your time doing what you love, like working out at the gym with family and friends or traveling, use code CYLS for a discount on services when you go to podcastlaundry.com or call 347-871-8273 to schedule your consultation. That's podcastlaundry.com or 347-871-8273. And without further ado, let's get back to the show. I had the opportunity to look through the different topics and things like that, that you'll be covering during the festival. And our listeners, you know, they send in emails like, who you got coming up and this, that, and the other. So a couple of people actually asked me like, who will we be interviewing like recently? Sometimes I give like out a couple of little nuggets, right? A couple of our listeners, because some are very adamant. And once I said that, they went and looked at your agenda. And now they're like, oh, well, you know, something that I want to know about. Can you give us any tips around two of the topics that you have? And those two ones are downloads to dollars and and five ways to repurpose your podcast content for money. So are there any like tips or insights that you can give us around that for our listeners? If you know any offhand or maybe they need to tune in and, you know, in order to hear from well, the they, they definitely need to tune in. <laughs> <They definitely laughs> to. So one of the things is that we've curated those topics mm-hmm. specific for our audience, because that is mostly what people want to know Right, is how to monetize this mm-hmm. thing. And so I think podcasting has a great deal of entrepreneurial spirit behind it. Entre- entrepreneurial spirit, however, doesn't translate to acumen, right? And so there's still things that we actually have to do due diligence on Mm -hmm. in order to create those sources and ways of monetizing. And so Chris Hines is going to do downloads to dollars Mm -hmm. and Chase Hunter, who's going to do the repurposing content. They're going to simply be sharing with you all of the many ways that this can happen. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look one way. And so the only thing that I will share outside of what they're sharing, Mm -hmm. because you have to tune in for that, is that I believe, like I said earlier, there is some innovative inventiveness that we ourselves have to be willing to do in order to you know, generate income if that's what we want to do. And sometimes it doesn't look like waiting on brands to find us or see us right. or sign a distribution deal. Sometimes that's an option, that's a part of it. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of people, that's not always the way. It's like, you know, growing up and thinking I'm going to become a, you know, an athlete or a rapper and mm-hmm. I'll make my money. Well, not all of them get to that level, you just become an independent artist. And so in that sense, what are ways that you can do and things that you can connect the dots with that can create that monetization that you want? And sometimes you got to look outside of what they say it is in order right. to make that happen, especially us as creatives, you know? Absolutely. No. So Create Your Life family, you hear it here first. Talib is telling us that, you know, we need to be innovative and that somebody else doesn't always have the answers. You know, you have the answers within you and you have to think outside of the box. So I love that answer. <laughs> Couldn't have been more perfect. So Talib, for you, man, I guess one of my things is what I always try to understand about people when they come on the shows is that, you know, as you were starting out, you might've got that negative feedback, right? Mm -hmm. As you're rising. So what did you think when you first got that? Was it public? Was it private? And how did you push through it? If you received it at all, you might not have gotten any hate, but. Sure. I I see any tangible hate, but with anything that anyone does, Mm -hmm. surely there's some out there and that shows up in support, you know, that shows up in people not 
talking about it or pushing it or attending. But I did get conversations like if you don't have Spotify's money or those people backing you or sponsors, then it's not possible. It can't happen. I'm thinking about starting a festival too, so I won't be a part of this festival. And, mm-hmm. and you know, all those things. And for me, all of it kind of resides in scarcity, right? That scarcity mindset that prevails in so many people. So for me, what I'm grateful for is that I've done self-work prior mm-hmm. to this. And my self-work got me into a different conversation, mm-hmm. a conversation of abundance, a conversation that together we will win this apart and separate. We'll have a longer way to go. And so I recognized that it was one conversation that if I had not done my work previously, Mm -hmm. it would have stopped it at that point Mm -hmm. because it was a person who I respected. It was a person who I wanted to be a part of the festival and they flat out were like, nah, and if you don't have their money, you're not going to do it. And who are you and where'd you come from? And so what I gained from that conversation is that there are still a lot of folks out here that are scarce and that's okay, but that doesn't mean that's that's my story. And the, the last part of that, for me, the festival was, wasn't about how it came about or how we made it happen. It's that it happened, right. period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so getting out of the how, again, like I said, when I first started, I didn't know nothing about creating a two-day festival. Mm-hmm. Never secured a venue for that long of a time. I never pulled together that many speakers or marketed for this sort of thing. But for me, it was the difference determination venue that we initially had a month to the day of the festival. And I took a month and I processed it. And within the week, we had a new venue and it was a venue that was always supposed to be. And so it's just allowing space, allowing space for the universe to do what it does. Also allowing space for who are determined to make something happen that you just stick with it because it's not an overnight thing and the road can be treacherous (laughs) as long as you're committed to it. Yeah, there's a determination behind it. It will turn out. Love it. You said something that I love and that I think essentially maximizing your potential and resources in life overall. You talked about the personal work. For you, what has been the biggest personal challenge that you needed to overcome in order to become who you are today? Well, self-doubt, feeling enough, feeling in those inadequacies that because I don't know a thing, then can I actually do a thing? Well, it turns out, sure. (laughs) You know, I didn't know anything. And um, here we are in our second year and looking towards the future, but being very present to what it is right now. And so those things I say are conscious daily choosing, you know, mm-hmm. and I talk to my clients about this. I mean, anyone else who will listen, it's about choosing mm-hmm. that life because the self-talk, you know, the challenges, there's no lack of that in the world. But, you know, once you're determined and once you are in a conversation with yourself, like, okay, got it. You know, the self-doubt, there's insecurities, all these things that I grapple with. However, I get to choose to mm-hmm. take that for what it is and continue to move myself forward, continue to stretch because mm-hmm. even this, bro, like, few months ago, asked me to get on video and interview. The answer is no, because yeah, I don't want to look at myself and I don't want (laughs) to, you know, the conversation around it. It's just, you know, my own stuff. But the more that I did it and the more that I stretched, here we are. And so it's really about, you know, choosing the life that you are looking to create and being intentional behind it, because my intention is to support black Mm -hmm. podcast creatives and audio professionals that don't have nothing to do with me. So being able to move myself out of it and Mm -hmm. I'm not focused on myself, then I get to give and provide and be given back to and receive at the same time. But that was just me moving myself out of the way to help me. 
Oh, man. I love just where you just went with that. My next question to that would be, who's been your biggest champion for you on this journey to becoming who you are? My wife, my daughter, she's 21. She's at Howard University. Hey, hey yeah. <laughs> and so what I noticed was that when my daughter was, I think she was a junior in high school, I put out my podcast, my fiction podcast, and I've always been a writer, creative and that sort of thing. But because I decided to work out of scarcity and also necessity. But right. my point is, is that, you know, when we do things that we don't really want to do, it's typically connected with scarcity and believing that this is what I need to do, supposed mm -hmm. to do, or have to do, or should mm -hmm. be doing. And so I remember debuting this podcast in front of an audience and she leaned over to me and she was like, I'm proud of you. And all these days I've been getting up, going to work and all these type of things. I'm sure she appreciated and was grateful for the shelter and the food and the clothes, <laughs> right, but right. she never said, I'm proud of you because of it. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't until I connected with what it is that I wanted to do mm -hmm. and what it is that she wanted to do. Because mm -hmm. my work was connected to being able to give her wings so she didn't have yeah. to move through life the way I moved through it. And so I said they've been my biggest champions, you know, my first supporters, my first investors, you know, <laughs> right, right, right. everything, you know, while giving her wings, she's giving me mine, you know. I love that, man. So last question before we jump into the next segment, if you weren't doing what you're doing now, what would you be doing? Is there a career or hobby or something that you've always wanted to pursue? I'm doing it all, man. I'm doing it right now. So sure. Sometimes I think about this, it's so logistics <laughs> oriented. Mm -hmm. It's so administrative oriented. It's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes when you're building for a community who isn't yet invested in their own level up, mm -hmm. it can be a hard way to go. But I'm committed to showing the value that mm -hmm. I see in this work that we're all doing. And so the other work I'm doing is podcast producing and even telling my own story and creating things. So I'm doing it all because I did my work, man. You know, there's yeah. still things that come up. I'm not saying that self-doubt, all these things don't come up still. Mm -hmm. However, I'm determined to live the life that I said, you know, I tell people all the time, life is short, but it's the longest thing I'm going to experience. It's the longest thing you're going to experience. Hey, love that. So one goal is to be in pursuit of what it is that I want to experience in this one life I have. Love that. Well, Talib, we have entered another part of the interview. This next Next part of the interview is actually rapid fire questions. You are about to enter the dolphin tank. So I have one question for you. And that question is, are you ready? Sure. <laughs> okay. It's rapid fire, man. Sure. All right. What was the last song that you listened to on your playlist? Double up, Nip Nipsey Hustle. What are your goal setting methods and how do you measure or make sure that you are growing each year? My goal setting methods are the smart methods. I do use smart methods yep. a lot, but the bigger, more than that is intentional goal setting. And again, that is deeply connected to my why, because my why helps me to stay in the game for longer than the what and the how will when the things start getting a little sketchy. Gotcha. You know? Top tech that you're using to make your business run smoothly. Rodecaster Pro. Love it. Favorite quarter model that you live by? James Baldwin, our crown has already been bought and paid for. We just have to put it on. Love it. Favorite or most impactful book that you've read? Song of Solomon, Tony Morrison. Okay. Three jewels that you would tell someone looking to create their best life? Be intentional, be clear, and ask for support. What's next for you? Everything. The Vanguard Podcast Network is next after this festival where we'll be launching some pots and I'm just creating some space for storytellers. How can we keep in contact with you? Well, join us on Instagram at Afros and Audio, and that's A-F-R-O-S-A-N-D-A-U-D-I-O. My personal is Coach underscore Talib on Instagram and afrosandaudio.com. Okay. And you had a, something special for our audience as far as your festival that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. 25% off discount code, and the code is A-F-A-U-C-L-S. 
20. Awesome. So create your life family. Go and buy those tickets. 25% off. That's great. Talib, I want to say congratulations. You have survived the Dolphin Tank. So now we have reached the part in the interview where it's time for the turnaround. This is where you get to ask me any three questions that you want. And I have to answer. Create your life family. You know that this is totally unscripted. And Talib, I just have one request. Okay. Please be gentle. (laughs) All right. Well, I know this flag hanging up behind you. Mm -hmm. It looks upside down or something's going on there. Uh What's the story behind that? That is the African-American flag, my brother. It is the American flag, but in African color. So that is all me. I'm Black American to the core. Love it and take a lot of pride in it. Okay. All right. When did you start Create Your Life series and why? I started Create Your Life series in 2013. I was going to speak at a conference in Japan, Osaka, Japan. And it started out as a vlog series where I wanted to show people, this is before people were traveling and vlogging and doing all that other stuff. I wanted to show people, you know, especially from like where I was from and just that they can go places where you don't speak the language and go and immerse yourself in the culture and live and you will be fine, you know, and just to encourage people to explore. And so, you know, Create Your Life is a model that I live by since I was in high school. And I just wanted people to just get out, man, get out of your comfort zone, stretch, grow, become more and literally create the life that you've always dreamed of. You know, go beyond your country, go beyond your state, go beyond your block, your neighborhood, all of that. So, you know, I took these video of different scenes of the different places in Japan, and then I also mixed it in with motivation. You know, I've been a motivational speaker for the last 12 years, 13 years. (laughs) So it's been a while, you know, and I've been lucky enough to speak all around the world and help and impact and encourage people to literally create their best life. Yeah, definitely. Expanding the worldview, you know, that's what you just spoke about, right? Mm -hmm. Expanding the worldview. And how important do you think that is for definitely young people of color? How important would you say exposure and expanding for people? I think it's at the top. I feel like, you know, the more that you're exposed to, especially in a positive light, right, it helps to change your conversation and your depth of knowledge. And when you can change that conversation, you have more intelligent conversation with people who may not be the same as you. You know what I mean? And that can be anywhere from point of view to race to world perspectives and point of views. And when you're able to do that, it just changes the entire way that you experience life. So with me having the opportunity to go and travel the world that I have, I feel like I can sit in multiple different environments. And I'm fine and I'm confident in myself. I mean, shout out to Clark Atlanta for that as well. You know, like going to an HBCU definitely helped me become grounded in my confidence in myself and my responsibility as a black man. Mm-hmm. Right. But when you broaden your horizon, it takes you different places. I was just talking to one of my friends who's Dutch and we were talking about dining. Have you ever been to a fancy restaurant? And we talked about, you know, the different silverware that you need to use and all of these things. And I'm like, you know, my senior year in college is when I went and they had a course on that. Well, they had a seminar on it. And that's when I learned how to dine. So just that I can go anywhere, you know, whether it's, you know, some dinner at the Ritz Carlton or at some really, really fancy restaurant, you know, I can sit down with the best of the best. And I know how to conduct myself. And so, again, that's exposure. And I think that exposure just widens your horizons, man, and allows Mm -hmm. you also to accept people as they are because Mm -hmm. you don't have to put your stuff onto them or, Mm -hmm. you know, have a wall up because you understand that, hey, they're an individual. They have their experiences and also open yourself up to see things from their perspective. Sorry for the long answer. (laughs) No, respect, man. Definitely. Definitely appreciate that. Okay. Well, man, Talib, man, thank you so much for being on the show here today, bro. Like, I really appreciate you you coming on. 
Thank you, Taking man. I really appreciate being here, bro. For real. Most Good definitely. Nah, no, it's a pleasure to meet you. So with that being said, Create Your Life family, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast and share with everyone that you know. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to info at cylseries.com. Create Your Life series is executive produced by myself, Kevin Y. Brown, and produced by the Podcast Laundry Production Company. So until next time, create your life and feed your ambition. This episode was brought to you by PodcastLaundry.com. I love Podcast Laundry. It provides a real solution to free up my time. And time is the only resource that we cannot get back. Podcast Laundry was created with love to help other fellow busy podcasters free up time so that they could do more of what they love, whether that's traveling, time with friends and family, or working on other ventures. If you want to free up your time, then have Podcast Laundry do the dirty work of note-taking, graphic creation, editing, show tagging, and uploading for you. Go to PodcastLaundry.com or call 347-871-8273 to schedule your consultation. And remember to use code CYLS. That's PodcastLaundry.com or call 347-871-8273.